Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, where every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. This week is Emma. From the day we sweated out on the streets of runaway American dream. Now we ride through Manson's glory with the former drummer of the Suicide Machines. I like Dusty Springfield too. Oh yeah, I mean Dusty great. Dusty Springfield in Memphis. Yeah, he wishes well, he yeah. had Jesse's girl. Uh huh. He's got to get out of this town. Uh, before uh we get older. Mm-hmm, so, that's mm-hmm. how that's how it works. Um. Welcome to my podcast, As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio. So glad to be back in the driver's seat. My name is Tim Crisp, the host, and with David Anthony here. You're really into this driving thing. I don't know if you've been listening to a lot of like Pearl Jam or something. Chrome wheel fuel injected and steering my podcast now that we don't know no guests here for you to kiss up to. For you. I, I mean... I just want to say, uh, Jeremy spoke, and, and and that's great as the song goes. It was nice to hear Jeremy spoke. Uh, no, seriously, it was so so awesome to have uh, Jeremy come over and talk about no effects. Yeah, I mean, really appreciate some unexpected that turns here. Perspective. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we really wouldn't have uh, gotten to Jay Leno on this podcast if it wasn't for him, and I, we need to be thankful for that much. Well, I'm actually a little bit annoyed that he stole my thunder on the Jay Leno department. I had big plans to talk about Jay Leno on, and now you're not even going to hear when I was going to drop that bit of information that everybody wanted to hear are you saying you stole your thunder road um what i don't know this is a podcast about the alkaline trio yeah believe it or don't and uh we're here to talk today about the sixth track on good morning song called emma do you think it was about Emma Stone before she was a star? All right, you're taking this too far. Okay. Once once I introduce the song, it's when we when we get serious All right. about talking about the serious business. This is a song that comes it's it's an interesting placement this song, right? Because Very interesting. This follows All on Black, which we discussed in a previous episode. And, you know, thinking about this track placement in traditional terms, mm-hmm. one might think of this as all on black could finish outside one conceivably of good morning and then true flip the record over and then you you bust out with emma Mm -hmm. or just as easily this song closes out a very very strong side one of good morning and it does i mean that's the thing is you know obviously at that time i don't know if they were consciously thinking about those things I do think, you know, generally speaking, if that's how you kind of grew up thinking about music, even if you're not constructing it for vinyl, I think that does stick with you a little bit. But yeah, I think it's interesting following the first five songs of Good Morning, which is just like really increasingly dour. Like it starts pretty dark with like Matt Skiba basically like, hey, please come kill me. Please come kill me. (laughs) And then it's just like, 
darker from there somehow. Right. We get we get into you know Dan talking about going to hell. We get into some some drug sagas. Yeah, some, yeah. Like you know, darkness on the edge of town sort of shit for sure, all on sure. black. Yeah. And then this little just pop nugget just blows through, you know, with that that born to run chord progression, trusted mm-hmm. and true. And we have a song that is unique in the Alkaline Trio discography in that Matt wrote the lyrics, mm-hmm. Dan sang them. Yeah, I mean, th- I don't think that's happened at any other point. Like maybe it has on a later record and that's just not been something that's been addressed. But, you know, this was pretty famously the time that happened. Uh, and I think that's really interesting for a lot of reasons because as we've talked about in like She Took Him to the Lake and Message from Kathleen, a lot of what Dan was doing on earlier records was kind of not necessarily like disrupting the vibe, but breaking it up a little bit. Yeah. And you can argue that's what Emma does tonally and musically, but you know, you never really got the sense that he could sing a song Matt wrote. Right. And this one, it's just like, it feels so perfect. It's almost like it was written for Dan. Like the idea of Matt saying this just doesn't even add up to me, right? No, and it's it's one of those things where it's hard to picture what that would sound like. Obviously, Matt is backing Dan in the choruses, uh-huh. and his backing vocals are great, but like trying to think of, especially Matt's voice on Good Morning, where his throat was just thrashed, and he was yeah. like, not in good health. Like I can't imagine him singing a song that's this sweet on that record. Because Dan just has that, presence that warmth and tenderness to Mm -hmm. him that you know telling this tragic tale as it were um you know it it makes sense that you would want a narrator that just kind of has that that warmth to him that association that you have with just like okay this 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 guy's gonna tell us a story and it's uh it's a little sad but yeah well and i think dan's delivery really benefits it where like to get pretty theoretical here for a second, you know, I've always thought of Skiba's vocal style as being a little more jagged, uh-huh. you know, a little more like sharp pointed declaration, right, right. whereas Dan's feels very rounded to me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's got kind of an Elvis Costello kind of vibe uh-huh. and like tone to his voice. Well, this year's model or Imperial Bedroom? Um, History I th- repeats the only thing. I was thinking more of just like the cover of uh, Keep on Rockin' in the Free World. Yeah. That's the song he oh, covered. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, like, I don't know. There's just something about the way the words roll off Dan's tongue. Absolutely. And there's a lot of words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, they kind of have to have this nice forward motion that isn't very, like, staccato. Right. And this song, I think, is is lyrically driven in a really unique way for this Mm -hmm. band and one of the things that i wanted to point out in talking about this was at the beginning of my other podcast better yet brandon kelly from the lawrence arms came on and we were talking about oh calcutta in particular and his influence um how hip-hop had influenced that record in particular and he told a story of being on tour with alkaline trio at this time where they were really really into freestyling and that was like their tour like mode was that they were freestyling all the time and this set of lyrics seems so heavily influenced by the concept of bars and by putting together associations that you know is it's kind of the the way the rap lyrics function 
m- you know, much more so than traditional, uh, you know, verse chorus punk structures. Sure, sure. Well, yeah. I mean, to go back to even the Springsteen thing, very much a narrative songwriter. Right. Very much like progressing a narrative and, and like telling a story. And Emma's doing that for one, but that's also the function of, of rap. Yeah. You know, so there is that tradition in classic rock, quote unquote. But the the cadences here, the like, you know, just syllabic qualities to them, there's a lot happening that they've never really done before or since. Like they have some songs with a lot of lyrics, but generally is it this structured and flow heavy, you know, just the way certain things Uh hit and sit is is not like any other Alkaline Trio song. Because I feel like, you know, in, in a lot more like rock, oriented uh lyric structures it's all about end rhyme and this is much more in terms of just syllables falling mm-hmm. into each other yeah and and kind of like a half rhyme type thing uh-huh. that i've always th- thought that like craig finn from the hold study does at his best yes where he's throwing them in in between and you know after and it's it's a little right. more jagged not in a startling or unnatural way but in right. a way where it's constantly catching your ear because if you think about it in terms of like to my lap like a heart attack like lightning from her name like that's totally atypical of most everything that happens in the alkaline trio catalog well and it's just it also makes these things you know they just are so playful in a weird way Uh where like this song is like most of good morning not like a happy song it's not about like great things happening to people but the way it's presented, you really kind of like get this little like bounce to it Um, where the, where the music itself is kind of, it's really straightforward. It's basically two parts Uh of like some open chords, some palm muting. Yeah. That's about it. Mm -hmm. But it's using that like a backbeat and that's why it's able, like this is a lyric forward. Right. Exactly. And it, and it, it makes so much more sense for Dan to have it because Dan's flow is just, you know, so warm and round and inviting. Mm -hmm. And, and when it's just, you know, him telling the story, in that way, it functions way better than than someone, yeah, with like a, a thinner, raspy voice isn't going to tell the story in the same way. His punches aren't going to be exactly the same as Dan's. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, another thing that I really like about this lyric, too, is that, you know, this is a time when, when Matt is really hitting on as many, he's just got this bank of, you know, images of you know uh i like jeremy's term last week goth guy sure 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 and he's throwing them in here too that also feels like a very hip-hop influence thing where it's just you know poinsettia and poison rain like that's Mm -hmm. such just a the only reason that's there is because poinsettia and poison rain are like two things that have associations and next to each other they sound fantastic well yeah and it's just kind of the alliteration of it Um, starting with that hard p the poinsettia poison rain it gives you that like oomph up top it's also really funny to me because i feel like there i've encountered a lot of people who didn't know what the fuck a poinsettia was right and that's always been very funny to me Uh because i think they hear this line very differently yeah uh well it's that's funny with our backgrounds of you growing up in a funeral home my mother being a florist yeah yeah (laughs) i was like oh i know what this is but i remember hearing friends like sing along to it or do whatever and Uh i was like what are you saying Yeah, yeah yeah and it's just like some conglomeration of syllables right but that's a 
allowed to happen uh-huh. because of what we just talked about, right? right? Like, even if you don't know the words mm-hmm. fully, it almost doesn't matter because you know the syllables you need to punch in. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of what the song is about, though it's like telling a story. This is really just about like landing a pretty clever line, ones that like, to me, feel very, very labored over in a good way of like making sure everything hits and making sure this is very tightly constructed. Right. Because I feel like that's, you know, one of the things you'll hear people talk about in terms of freestyling is that it works like a muscle or Mm -hmm. it works like, you know, any sort of language where you just are doing it so much that you're understanding like how to put words together and how to use references in such a way. So, you know, trade a true love for an insult to injury is just like, that's a smart bar. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's really great. And just like, even the things he's able to then like include these kind of like interjections of like the sincerely never coming back. Yeah, like there's so many just drop moments. Well, and that one specifically has always jumped out to me because it's like sincerely, Uh and that's not how you would say that word, right? You know, and like that's a real hip hop thing. Yeah, where you're pulling, you like you know what this word means, you know how to execute it, but it's the way you're seeing a different inflection in it that makes it stick. And, you know, I do really wonder, like, how they got to here. It's like, what what were they listening to that inspired them to kind of fall down this hole of, of becoming more lyrical in a way? Yeah. You know, maybe not as meaningful to some people or maybe a little more corny in spots, but, like, you could say the same of anyone making a 18 track rap record at the same time. Right. There, there's a lot of like aspects, I think to the construction of this song that are incredibly interesting to, to me. And, you know, we'll have another episode where we talk a little bit more in depth about the demo for this record being pretty readily available. Yeah. It's yeah. the only, the only one of theirs that I can think of where you can access it very freely. I think the only, I mean, Crimson came with that like second disc thing, right. which had it, but those are basically just like Matt home demos. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's not even really the same thing, but this wasn't on the demo. No. And the idea that this song comes late in the game and it feels so deliberate just in the position that it holds in the track sequence, the lyrics, and the choice of Matt saying, Dan, this is best mm-hmm. through your voice. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it's hard to picture Skiba singing it, but it's also just like, it, it's it's weird to think about how this came together, hearing the demo and then seeing this, like this record is pretty lean compositionally. There uh-huh. are some bells and whistles. Right. But this r- song to me has always really jumped out as the point of where my issue with some of the later material is that it feels too simple and that, you know, maybe not as tightly constructed. Right. Um, this one, you know, like I said, it's just basically two parts. Like there's not really a lot to comment on about bass playing or drums here because right. this is really just, like I said, kind of a backbeat to service this. Right. Yeah. And it's open chords. Dan's bass carries a melody, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's, it's great, but that, you know, that's it. That's, that's, that's really all there it. Is to it. Which is rare for him, uh-huh. you know, but it's, it's telling because like when you listen to some of the good morning demo or even good morning in full, like there are layers, there's organ, there's stuff happening uh-huh. for them to really trust that they could do a song this simple and straightforward and make it good. 
you know, is, is kind of a big change from really everything that's kind of come before it. Yeah. You know, cause there are some simple songs, but it's like, sorry about that, which is just like an acoustic hard on sleeve ballad, uh-huh. you know, and there's not as much movement in the music and it's just something that like, I think is really, really hard to pull off well. Because it's so easy for a song like that to feel mediocre or lacking something. Yeah. And I don't feel that with Emma Not really at all. At all. And I think it it flows so quickly too, mm-hmm. you know? It's the the verse like immediately hitting the chorus, having, you know, two measures of the intro again, and then you're right back into the verse. And yeah. And having that I've always thought it was just so smart to go straight into another chorus but it's <laughs> yeah. it's different words you know they change up uh they change up the words a little bit on the repeat of the chorus but then you know g- getting back into kind of the continuation of the story and really the end point in it where you know watch the sunfall crown yeah. on a city that sleeps in the world upside down like first of <laughs> For one, that's so fucking smart. That doesn't say anything, but it's just so good. It reminds me so much. That line has always reminded me of uh, Lifetime in a uh, weird way. Yeah, uh, specifically um, the first two songs on Jersey Best Jersey's Best Dancers. Right. Because um, when he gets into the like, you know, I think it's in um, Turnpike young, Gates or Young Loud and Scotty. Young Loud and Scotty when he's uh-huh. you know because more mid tempo and he's singing yeah. about like sitting on a hill and watching the sun. And right, right, right. And it kind of has that same vibe of like someone who has like clearly lost something and it's kind of addressing both perspectives a little bit of why someone left, why something yeah. isn't coming back. And then just sitting there and watching the day go by is such a, you know, there's a lot of skeeble lyrics that address that type of thing. Right. But this is just really, really sharp. Yeah. I feel like the perspective on this song throughout is very, very smart. It's storytelling. So it's, it's removed a little bit but it feels like it comes from real life. Mm-hmm. It also, you know, it feels like it's just similar to, you know, you pointed out to Craig Finn mm-hmm. earlier, like he has a real way of just narrating and telling the tale, telling it as if he lived it, but yeah. also telling it from a third person omniscient perspective and that's what i think this one does really well it's like this you know this comes from the perspective of somebody who was within a community that was affected by this this Mm -hmm. the loss of this person who's you know now gone and it's almost like told after the fact and with the loss but the the loss is personal but it's also just something that the narrator is able to just like convey just through observation Mm -hmm. well and to to go back to your the craig finn thing briefly like that's another thing that like i think is really telling because craig finn is someone i make fun of a lot but i really like a lot of his work yeah absolutely because it's so easy to be like throw your hands out at the sides and be like on the banks of the mississippi river yeah and um minneapolis the twins (laughs) and like whatever but i think skiba has that same thing where it's so easy to be like you can so easily make fun of what he does. Right. And you can so like, you can just point to it and be like, that's corny and that's dumb and that's Uh cheesy. But when it works and when the song is working, you can pull off that type of stuff. Yeah. And you really create something that like, it works because you are putting yourself out there. You are taking a risk of maybe looking foolish to a certain group of people. Yeah. But when it works, you can't really deny it. And I think both those artists, like though not the same thing, you know, there are times when they feel maybe a little lazier and are like 
using the crutch of what they've done in the past. And there are times when they can still very much like point to something and pull that out through a strong metaphor or allegory, mm-hmm. you know? And this is a perfect version of it to me. You know who else does that? Uh, who? Bruce Springsteen. I mean, I love Dusty Springfield. Um, we can get into that on another day. David, how many skulls do you give this song? This is a song I love. Some might say I'm underrating it, but I'm giving it four poinsettias out of five. Um, I give this song... Four and a half Vicodins out of five. Um, hey, if you like what we're doing here, you can subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts. You can also subscribe to it on Stitcher. And we apologize if you were having problems with episode 14 with downloading it. If you've been able to, un- if you have not been able to access it, um, you can delete it from your uh from your podcast app and then re-download it and it will be working smoothly not really sure what the problem was with that episode in particular but the problem is resolved and the problem was the podcast app so yeah blame that not us um and yeah uh he's on twitter at db anthony i'm at better yet pod uh, we do this thing because we like to hang out and talk shit and we enjoy each other so much that uh, that we do it at least once a week. So it's great to have you over and uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks, brothers. I'm Underground. With you all my dreams underground